0: This episode is sponsored by Pure Pro Massage Products. For over 24 years, Pure Pro has been making extraordinary products for extraordinary practitioners who care about what touches their body and their clients' bodies. From their hypoallergenic lotion, which is ideal for oncology massage and safe for sensitive skin, to peppermint bedangle foot cream, perfect for easing varicose veins and tired feet, to Arnica relief lotion that knocks out muscle soreness stat, Pure Pro has products for every kind of massage. Pure Pro never uses chemically derived water dispersing agents or artificial fragrances. You'll find all the ingredients for each product on the website, as well as the patented Glidometer rating that will help you determine which product slip, grip, glide, and weight is right for the work you do. And all Pure Pro products are vegan, cruelty-free, and nut-free, making your job as a safe, mindful practitioner that much easier. You can trust PurePro because it's made by massage therapists for massage therapists. For $10 off your next order, go to massagebusinessblueprint.com slash purepro and use the one-time discount code blueprint at checkout. That's $10 off your next order by going to massagebusinessblueprint.com slash purepro and using the one-time discount code blueprint at checkout. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Massage Business Blueprint Podcast where we discuss the business side of massage therapy. I am Alyssa Haynes. I almost just said I am Michael Reynolds because that's what we have in our written notes and I am not Michael Reynolds. I am Alyssa Haynes. I am here without Michael this week, but I am here with my friend and I think I, I think of her as a role model and a peer mentor, Andrea Lapome. Andrea, say hello. Hello, everybody. Alyssa, that was so sweet. Thank you. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Andrea, and then I'll have her um, expand upon that since I will likely forget something. Andrea is a licensed massage therapist, an esthetician, and nail technician in Las Vegas. She is also a silver premier consultant with Perfectly Posh, and she runs a really cool business called Fetish Spa Parlor, and that is in the old downtown Las Vegas uh, neighborhood. I think is the word I'm looking for there. And I visited her a couple of times. She's an amazing host. Feedish is a really cool place. And Andrea is the queen of diversifying she's written a couple of blog posts for us about various things you can do to expand your massage career and that's our topic today things you can do to expand and diversify your massage career Andrea I'm gonna throw it to you and be quiet tell us um, maybe a little (laughs) bit about you and why you decided to expand your skill sets outside of just straight-up massage
1: all right thanks so I have lived in Las Vegas since 2007. Um, I moved here being a licensed massage therapist in New York. I've been a massage therapist since 2005. And my dream was to come to Las Vegas and work at a resort spa here. And I got my, my, you know, Can check that off the list of dreams accomplished. I got a full time position at one of the resort spas here. And as I was looking at other opportunities in the field here locally, um, it became apparent that at that time, we're going to say 2007, 2008, when a lot of the higher end resorts were uh, remodeling their spas and offering even more expensive um, high end services, that they were looking for massage therapists who were dual licensed as. Aestheticians as well as massage therapists. So I I was happy with my position, but you know, I I wanted to um, grow my toolbox and give myself more opportunities in the future should those opportunities present themselves. So I decided to go to school for aesthetics. And here in Nevada, um, a massage therapy education needs to consist of at least 500 hours. I took some notes before I, <laughs> before I nice. logged on to our call today because I think this gives some interesting perspective as to what the requirements tend to be for the different you know, licenses that I have. Um, massage in Nevada, 500 hours of education. It takes eight to 12 months and can cost uh, $8,000, but usually more. Nail technology education is 600 hours, takes four to eight months, and is $7,000. And aesthetics is 900 hours of education, takes six to 12 months, and is, right now is about $14,000 for that education. So um, just to, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times as massage therapists, we're like, well, you know, why do cosmetology um, licenses require more hours than massage? Because we're dealing with people with serious health issues or, you know, we're, we're um, massaging, like, you know, we're trying to work muscular issues and uh, we're not diagnosing, but we're, you know, we're, a lot of people will come to us with, you know, a, a doctor's note in hand. Um, and truth be told, I think most of that comes down to uh, sanitation issues. When you're a nail tech or an esthetician, you're dealing with chemicals that massage therapists aren't dealing with. You're also using sharp instruments to take care of the nails or the, you on know, the feet or the face. So, there's a lot more to take into consideration, I think, from a um, bloodborne pathogen and a serious chemical reaction standpoint. Um, so for me for me to look at, you know, should I add an aesthetics license to my massage toolbox, it was, you know, I, I was signing up for a commitment. So, um, I shopped around to a few different cosmetology schools here in town, and I found one that offered, a schedule that would allow me to continue to work full-time in my massage p- position, but also on all of my days off I would be going to school for aesthetics. Um, and prices vary too, so they did have a, you know, a more uh, competitive price structure than some of the other schools in town. So I did that, got my aesthetics license. I was lucky in that the spa I was working at allowed me to use both my massage and aesthetics licenses. So that came in handy when I had a client come in who let's say they wanted a package, they wanted a 50 minute Swedish massage, and then they wanted a 50 minute facial immediately following it. Well, instead of having them, you know, awaken from their Zen state, and put their robe back on and get up, go back into the lounge and have a separate esthetician pick them up for their facial after the massage. This way, I could keep them in the room for, you know, almost two hours, just me and them, we already have our, uh, we've already established our rapport, I already know what's going on with them. And it just, creates, I think, in a lot of ways, um a more blissful experience when there's not as much interruption there. So then, let's see, <laughs> then I I had several years of enjoying all of what aesthetics had to offer in conjunction with massage. I was doing both, I was doing facials, I was doing body treatments, I um got into doing makeup, so that was fabulous to be uh paid money to do makeup, which is a hobby of mine. And Eventually I decided I wanted to open Fetish Spa Parlor and be my own boss full time. So I did that four and a half years ago and thought to myself, well, it just kind of makes sense that I would also do pedicures. I had people calling up all the time. They they didn't want a facial necessarily, but they wanted a pedicure. And with a name like Fetish Spa Parlor, I could understand why people assumed I did them. So once again, <laughs> I went back to school and um, same kind of thing. I found a nail technology program that meshed with my existing work schedule. I, again, shopped around and found one that was priced competitively and, and, I, and I did that. Um, I, I will say that if you do decide to go to school for aesthetics or nail technology or cosmetology, whatever it is you choose to do, you are completely within your right to pick and choose what you want to offer in your law practice. Um, I I had to learn how to do acrylic nails in nail school just so I could pass the practical exam to get my license. However, you know, for anyone who has any experience ever having acrylic nails done on themselves, the chemicals are smelly. um, They give a lot of people headaches. The whole building smells like, smelly acrylic nail product and um, there's a lot of dust involved too so I I knew I wanted to do natural nail manis and petties. add those to my menu I knew I did not want to mess with for example acrylics Um, and really like I said I just had to learn how to do those so I could get my license and (laughs) we <laughs> haven't done an acrylic nail. Since.
0: That's, yes. That's how, actually how I felt about learning lots of parts of massage, things that I knew I was never, ever going to do, but I had to learn them in school to get through the testing and call it a day. So yay. <laughs> so where, um, so tell me and tell us what, you offer now and how you've, how you've applied all of these skills and you, you teach continuing education as well. So I want to hear a little bit about that, but talk to me about diversifying your income streams and how, what you've got going on and maybe why.
1: Sure. Um, so like you said, I I do teach, um, continuing education at confidentmassage.com. So that's definitely, a semi-passive form of income that I worked hard to establish. And um, so thank you to anyone who's ever taken one of my classes. I appreciate you. I've taken so them. that's been great. great.
0: <laughs> I totally <laughs> took you. your ethics schmethics years ago when I, really, when I needed some ethics credits, and it's awesome. Thank
1: you. So that's, yeah, that's been great to have that going at the same time you know that I've had everything else going. Um, the, I will say, and I think a lot of our listeners can relate to this, uh, repetitive use injuries in massage plagued me when I, so I, I did work at my initial resort spa and they let me do uh, aesthetics and massage at the same time. And then I, I op- a few years later, I opened another spa in town, a beautiful new spa, but they did not allow dual license, licensed or multiple licensed practitioners to offer more than one category of service. So, um, which didn't please me, but you know, an opportunity to open a brand new beautiful spa, you know, you take what you can get. So I was just there as a massage therapist working four consecutive 10 hour shifts every week. And, you know, so with an hour for lunch, that could be nine hours of massage in a day, four times. So, um, I had, I, my worst injury that I developed from all that was um, a a tendinosis issue in my shoulder. And, you know, it got to the point where it was really hard to do any sort of deep tissue work. It was hard to do any forearm or elbow work on that side. And that was a wake-up call for me. That That was before I opened Fetish, but that was probably one of those Defining moments where I was like, you know what, you've been thinking about this for a while, fantasizing about opening your own place. Now's the time. You have this license. Your current employer is not encouraging you to use it here. Don't just let it sit there and collect dust. You love doing that too. Let's do something with that. So, uh, from a from a physical standpoint, I think obtaining multiple licenses from a career longevity perspective is very important. Uh, if you enjoy doing that kind of work, if you don't enjoy doing that kind of work, by all means, do not go to <laughs> the school. But I, it has been a career saver for me. The fact that I don't have to do those nine back-to-back deep tissue massages anymore, or quite frankly, I don't even have to do, you know, five deep tissue massages every day anymore. I, I also have um, a mobile and chair massage <laughs> side hustle as well. So, you know, I can do a mobile massage, you know, at ten o'clock and then at from two to six I can have facials and nail appointments booked at my office. And the fact that I'm using different body parts and I'm sitting or standing or I'm using different products and different techniques and all of these services has been a career saver for me because I you know I've been I've been at fetish for four and a half years now. I cut the last Uh, thread that was holding me to any sort of resort spa employment, uh, how long ago was that, about about three years ago now, and I haven't regretted leaving that at all because I know that I would not have been able to continue working at that pace using those repetitive back-to-back-to-back massage techniques, you know, at that level of intensity at this point in my life. I'm 39 years old, and I know there are a lot of you out there who are older than me and you're still doing, doing the full-time massage therapy uh, gig and hats off to you because personally, I'm physically I, you know, physically, I just knew I wouldn't be able to do it. And that's that actually
0: longer. the podcast. Um, we're recording this about a week ahead of time, or actually two weeks ahead of time, but the podcast coming out uh, on f- tomorrow, Friday, August 11th, um, it's all about longevity in massage. And it, and it really addresses that what is realistic, what is, what's a myth, what's not. And um, so I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to pause us here. I'm going to give you a heads up. After our little halftime break, I'm going to ask you about how you manage and organize and schedule all of the various balls you have in the air. So keep that in your head. You've got 30 seconds to think about that while I talk about our halftime sponsor, which is Jojoba Company, Jojoba. I love using jojoba. It is not an oil. It is a wax ester, but it You're going to think it's an oil because that's kind of what it looks like, but it's not. I like jojoba because it does not oxidize or turn rancid. It's got an indefinite shelf life, so heat doesn't affect it. So massage therapists in Florida, California, other very warm climates all year round prefer jojoba jojoba to triglyceride-based oils like almond and grapeseed and macadamia which deteriorate in the heat. So therapists who do hot stone massage can use uh, hoba Care Jojoba because it stands up to heating and reheating, and it doesn't require refrigeration. So if you want to try some Jojoba or learn more about it, I encourage you to do that. And you can do it at massagebusinessblueprint.com slash jojoba. That's J-O-J-O-B-A. And an extra special thanks to Jojoba Care Jojoba and the Jojoba Company they are have been just a continuous sponsor and supporter of us and they help us keep the lights on and for that we are truly grateful so let's pop back into our topic about diversifying and extending and expanding on your career as a massage therapist so we've learned that Andrea has a ton of different balls in the air she's got Uh, massage and skincare and nail tech stuff going on at Fetish Spa Parlor. She's got the education, the continuing education business, which kind of runs itself, but it's still a thing. You are a posh consultant and a a posh team leader. I want to know how you handle your schedule day to day. Is it super structured? Is it crazy flexible? What works best for you? How can you inspire us to juggle and wear all the hats? I will tell you, since
1: taking on all of these balls in the air, um, boundary setting and boundary maintaining has proven to be challenging, but very important. Um, so I have my online, I use, uh, to say, I use full slate, is that like, that's it's a bad fine. thing to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people to oh, <laughs> I've had great luck with Full Slate. So I use Full Slate to book my mobile massage gigs and then also to, use, to book my skincare and my nail care appointments at Fetish. So I have two separate books set up through Full Slate. So they're integrated but separate, right? And then, um, so I have, I work by appointment only, uh, doing hands on services. Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. I used to have more days open on my schedule until I realized that I am human and I can only handle so many tasks uh, a certain number of days a week. So I looked back at my last year's schedule and I, I went through every month and I determined which days I booked the most appointments and which days I didn't. And As you probably guessed, Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays were my busiest days for appointments. So those are the days I left open to uh, on full slate. Also, if somebody calls me or texts me, they're going to be coming in on one of those four days. So that gives me three other days to uh, work on work-life balance. So I typically on Sundays, I will uh, go through my perfectly posh uh, reports and I'll, I'll, Uh, talk to people about things that are going on on Sundays. And that kind of gives me a, like a, uh, like then I'm a step ahead, right, for the rest of that week. So I kind of know what's going on. I'll kind of predict what's going to happen that week. And then in the middle of the week, there's still more posh business to take care of. And if I do have to run around, make deliveries, uh, grab supplies for my office, I can do that on Wednesdays and Thursdays and still have some Semblance of a social life, which is still very important to me. My continuing education business is primarily online, so I—it's not automated, but I'm able to grade quizzes. You know, if I need to grade quizzes at midnight because <laughs> I'm still up, I can do that. If that gives me flexibility, in that I have 48 hours to grade a quiz and then get a certificate back to a student. So everything has been designed to be. Very flexible because that's how I need it to be. At this point in my life, I could never go back to a full-time job working for somebody else because I because of all the balls that are in the air, I need flexibility to take care of all of them. Um, but I'm grateful for that because then if I need to go to Rochester, New York to visit my niece and my parents and my sister, I can do that.
0: <laughs> that's great. And have you been able to support yourself I know I I, I ask you this question knowing the answer because I know you but uh, More and more I'm seeing conversations about people just really asking like can you support yourself as a massage therapist and um, I always like to believe the answer is yes, but the answer is not yes for everyone and The answer can be yes, especially if you uh, diversify a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your how you've how you've done Sure If I was just a licensed massage therapist and
1: didn't have any of these other things going on in my life, admittedly, I think I would be in a challenging financial position. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, we, we personally know people who are, they're killing it. They're doing a great job just doing massage therapy. Maybe they work by themselves. Maybe they have an office where they have people working for them. Maybe they have people, um, independent contractors that they work with, uh, we know people who are doing a great job just offering massage therapy. But for me, I, I'm, I'm, I can say I'm financially secure and I'm really happy with where I'm at, but it's definitely due to the diversification um, in my work life. Like I said, I, I'm not physically in a position to do back to back massages anymore. Um, So right there I'd be missing out on income just because of, physical limitations, but because I can do manicures, pedicures, facials, where I'm, you know, sitting, and even though it's still repetitive, and if you do those activities over and over and over again, you'll still get repetitive use injuries, the fact that it breaks up my day and gives certain muscle groups a rest has been so important. So, um, and I think another thing is, if you have these different licenses to pull from, you have given yourself exponentially like so many more options as far as packages you can offer um, and certain services can be a gateway to something else. So many times I'll have a client come in who you know they've had a million pedicures in their life. They love pedicures so it's something they're comfortable um, receiving. They'll come in for a pedicure and then you know, they'll mention, oh, I see you have some facial masks on your shelf there. Tell me about those. Or, you know, I saw on your online menu, you offer facials. Can you tell me about those? I've never had one. So I, a lot of my clients will come in for one thing that they're comfortable with and familiar with. And then um, without me even really having to do too much, I'm not, I'm not like a, (laughs) I'm not an annoying salesperson, but just, they feel comfortable with me for that block of time. And then they feel comfortable asking me about a new service that they kind of want to maybe dabble in. So it's a great, um, it's a great, you know, there's a conversion that happens there. It's a gateway. <laughs>
0: Nice. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Andrea, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? I feel like you've really, you've covered a lot of ground here, but is there anything that we missed before I plug your education stuff really hard? (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, I think that's
1: it. If you guys have any questions, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm probably the only Andrea Lapomi there. There might be one male Andrea Lapomi in uh, Italy or something. (laughs) You can ask me
0: anything, though. <laughs> awesome. And I will make sure that all the links to all your stuff is are in the show notes for this episode. And I want to let everybody know, uh, Andrea is so gracious to give us her time, but check out confidentmassage.com because it's. I think this is how I met Andrea. We met online, and I think um, it was because... I adored your Confident Relaxation Massage ebook, which was just, you know, I so strongly feel that relaxation massage is undersold and undervalued. And I loved that you had a whole book, and I know you've got some videos on just the art of giving a truly uh, relaxing. Mellow Massage, and it's so good, and you've got a ton of CE stuff, American Spa Hospitality, Ethics Schmethics, uh, Spazazz, The Workshop, a ton of great, oh, oh, uh, Spazazz Massage Add-Ons for Fun and Profit, and they're great, it's great information, super easy online CEs, confidentmassage.com. Yeah, so if you need some CEs and you can do some online ones, or if you just want the knowledge, which you can also get, uh, it's, it's good, it's, it's clearly and f- more than fairly generously priced, and everybody should go to Confident Massage and check that out. But that brings us to the end. I've plugged that enough, um, and we'll put all of the links to all Andrea's stuff in the show notes. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Andrea, for coming and being my guest. I really appreciate it. It was so much fun. Thanks, Alyssa. And if anyone has any questions for Andrea or for us, uh, email them to podcast at massagebusinessblueprint.com and we will answer it in a future episode. I have no problems bringing Andrea back. That'll be awesome too. And until then, be sure to visit us at massagebusinessblueprint.com for additional resources and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you so much.